this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nest Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering five conversations from episode 16, our preview of hashtag Nash Day or International Nash Day 2023, and a discussion of why this year this event is so important. Plus, from the vault, a review episode from a previous International Nash Day coverage. This vault episode comes from one of my favorite episodes of all time, the post wrap up for GLI's Nash Day 2022, where I think it's the only time in the history of this podcast that I was on an episode and I was not moderating it. Jeff McIntyre moderated the episode and asked questions of Jorn, Louise, and me. This covers the first part of that wrap up conversation and really focuses on two questions from Jeff. The first being, in a world with an increasing number of large meetings, is there a special role for hashtag Nash Day? And if so, what is it? And then second, where are the places where patient voice is important? I think what you'll hear is that not surprising to those of you who listen, Jorn, Louise, and I have answers that are different but compatible, and that yes, we see tremendous value in this day and tremendous value in patient voice. Here at Surfing the Nash Tsunami, International Nash Day has always had a large place in our hearts and a big spot on our calendar. We met Donna there for the first time in 2020. She joined us as a co-host for a while, and we have enjoyed participating in this event and seeing it grow and flourish over time. 2023 will be no different. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn. And when you're done, join the conversation on our LinkedIn discussion group. Jeff McIntyre. Hi, I'm Jeff McIntyre, the director of NASH programs at the Global Liver Institute, the world's largest liver patient organization. We bring together more than 200 organizations across our councils, campaigns, and events to advance liver health as public health, to both prevent liver diseases and scale optimal approaches to improving the lives of individuals and families impacted by liver disease. On today's concluding panel for International NASH Day, I am happy and honored to be joined by, well, by the team from the Surfing the NASH Tsunami podcast for a review of the issues and a breakdown of the day. Joining me is Louise Campbell, the founder and medical director of Tawazoon Health, Roger Green, our CEO of SurfingNASH.com, and you know him as the executive producer and host of Surfing the NASH Tsunami podcast, and Jorn Schottenberg, professor of medicine and director of the Metabolic Liver Research Program at the University Medical Center Mainz in Mainz, Germany. Um, one of the things that I wanted to start off the conversation with you all on, uh, and, and Roger, let me start with you as the host of Surfing the Nash Tsunami, is do you think that there's anything that sets International Nash Day apart from the other events that happen around it? You know, originally this was kind of a corporate event that GLI took over. And for a while, it used to be kind of the state of Nash event, if you will, with a list of panels. But now we're in such a crowded environment uh, with, you know, there's NASHTAG, there's Liver Connect, there's the International Conference uh, on Fatty Liver Disease in Vienna, there's Paris NASH, um, there's the NASH Summit. Uh, Y'all just did the... uh, uh, event that I spoke at in London. Uh, Yarn, you were part of the event in Barcelona as well. It seems to me that it's it's become a very crowded field. What do you feel like is kind of the benefit of International Nash Day? Roger Green. Well, so it's interesting because we started our preview podcast by talking about how we view this as the day, hmm. really the day of the year when the community should sit and take stock and say, okay, where have we been over the past year? And the reason is that Every event you describe is fundamentally physician-focused. 
Now, it may be broader than that, but it all starts with doctors. And International Nash Day has always been the event that started with patients. And Yorn uh, was positively compelling on this on our podcast, but it, the patients are the reason that this has to get done. Mm-hmm. The, the patients with cirrhosis, the increasing numbers, that's why this has to happen. So International Nash Day becomes the day in our mind for us to take stock and say, okay, what did we get right in the last year? What do we have to do in the next year? And what are some of the exciting things that we're seeing evolve as a result of the efforts of GLI and other, or really GLI and, and, and other organizations like that? Louise, let me go to you with the question on this too, because on the uh, perhaps one of the recent Surfing the Nash Tsunami episodes, when we were covering the International uh, uh, Congress on uh, uh, international liver, let me make sure I get this right, International uh, the Global Nash Congress. Um, uh, one of the remarks that you made was how you were happy not just for there to be kind of a corporate involve, involvement, that there were industry speakers that usually doesn't happen there, but also Marco and I from uh, ELPA and GLI were speaking as well. Um, would you uh, consider that to be a positive and International Nash Day kind of representing a step forward for that? Louise Campbell. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, Donna has said many times, everything starts with a patient and ends with a patient. And I think what I was excited to see in the Global Nash Summit was the actual now involvement of yourself and Marco, and this more diverse conversation that went on. It's not only about drug development. It's not only about mice models. It really is about how we can develop from here and transition through a clinical trial program and use patients' data in the best way. And also the best people to tell you what they need. And Jose was very strong on this in Barcelona is the patients will tell you what they need. We tend to presume in healthcare, we want to deliver what we think they need. And there is a mass difference. And I think the Global Nash Day for me is about getting that message out there. This year, you have over 200 partners. Your session on the, with the patient advocates was key. And they brought up something that we don't talk a lot about, is that Nash is not just a person-centric disease. It affects the entire family, the caregivers. The minute you get somebody diagnosed with NAFLA or NASH or cirrhosis, it affects everybody around them. The quality of life of the whole family, if you've got to go to hospitals, if you've got to go to these other areas, if you've got a dementia in the family that's vascular related to fatty liver disease or coronary disease or type 2 diabetes, it is a global disease for that person and that whole family. And I think this is what International Nash Day brings, it brings all of the elements for me to that. Jorn, I'm, I'm going to come to you with this question as well about kind of the role of the patient and the importance of International Nash Day and the work that you do around fatty liver disease and especially coming off of, uh, you know, at the Barcelona conference that you were so intimately involved with as well. And I know Donna, our CEO, was there. I wonder if you could just kind of reflect on the patient voice kind of in light of International Nash Day and the work that you're doing as well. Jörn Schattenberg. 
Yes, uh, and thanks again, Jeff, for inviting me. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be on here. Um, the program in Barcelona really highlighted that um, the the urgent need to get everybody to the same table and define the way forward, um, the next steps in caring for patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is, is right around the corner. And uh, Donna gave a brilliant uh, uh, you know, in, uh, insight into, into all the work that GLI has been building on that, really um, reaching out globally and, and and getting together so many partners that we're able to to speak from so different systems about what a patient um, perspective uh, is and of course how patients can help to drive that process uh, that at one side has drug development and scientific aspects around uh, you know we, we talked about uh, NITs here uh, during NASH day and um, and, and, and drug development pipelines, but it has to come to the patient. And the question is, where are the patients? What do they need? Um, and, and how can we involve them? And, and if I can reflect a little bit on, on International NASH, actually my first uh, point of contact or experience was that International NASH, I put me into a position that I pulled up a little booth in the middle of a German um, um, a mall and handed out flyers talking, started talking to people about liver disease. And, and I think this is so much international, uh, international Nash day for me, you know, involving getting to, to talk to, to outside of my peers, out of, outside of science, talk to the patients, the, the, maybe the population that doesn't know about liver disease. Do it, you know, do I have two of that uh, is a common question. And where is it? And, and does it hurt? And, and these type of activities, I think, they're so crucially linked to International Nash Day. And as, and as such, I, I applaud you for uh, continuing the leadership, uh, bringing this forward, and I'm happy to be here. When we think of the patient voice, what are the areas of the field of fatty liver disease in Nash? Do you feel like it's most important for patients to be involved with right now as we are in kind of the evolution of the stage? Is it is it protocol review? Is it clinical trial design? Is it drug approval? Is it uh, prevention and education? Where do you feel like the most pivotal place for patients to be involved is right now? So is yes an appropriate answer to that question? <laughs> let, me, let me give you an example that struck me that, that it isn't something you would normally think about, but but being patient-centered changes things. So at uh, Fifth Level Nash last month, uh, Becky Tab was presenting magical work, and one of the things she talked about was liver volume, right? right? And liver volume sounds like an artifact. It's not related to liver fat directly. It's not related to the metabolic consequences. But as Jorn pointed out on podcast, it is related to upper right quadrant pain. So if you let the scientists and the mice people run that exercise, you'll never get the perspective that goes, that's the real quality of life measure of import. And for that, the reason I said yes, is that the patient's perspective is so unique and so important given the complexity of the disease that it will take different touches everywhere along the line, but everywhere along the line, it's going to matter tremendously. I think for me, there's two sides to that question. Um, one is where they need to be, which is up front and center, talking about non-invasive diagnostics, getting into clinical trials. We know that people in trials get better care because they're in a different type of pathway um, and they're getting more attention. So I think if you've been diagnosed, 
try and talk and get into that conversation about where are the trials? How do I get participate in them? What can I do to help? Because when you help a trial, you help yourself. And I think that's key. And also you drive the movement forward. So there is a that altruistic side. But I think what's lacking is patient education and um, awareness of just how important the liver is. I think, again, going back to the patient advocates session, if you need, if there's a lack of education, there's a need for patients to drive advocacy. If education is up and key and really good, then less people feel that need because they're obviously being catered for. So I think by addressing that within healthcare ourselves, we need to talk a language that educates. We need to talk a language that locates. We need to talk a a language that actually doesn't stigmatize, that's throughout all of our disciplines, whether it's endocrinology, cardiology, all of those, we need to be talking about how we help our bodies function better. That can be done without stigma. But I think certainly driving the education, and I agree with you on the amount of times I've said, oh, have I got two? I didn't know it was there. Um, you could go back to school education. If you don't know, come out of education, knowing the that normal physiology of the body, not necessarily techno, but where things are. Most people can put their heart, hand on their heart. Um, so, Education is key for me. We can start it young and it's a cheap form of healthcare because prevention is better than cure and education helps prevention. Is that the most prominent priority right now for the patient voice you think in the field is is building that awareness and education or is there something on the development or clinical trial side you would see as a priority? Yeah, so my disclosure here, Jeff, is, of course, that I'm a physician talking about thinking what patients want. Um, And, you know, from the whole discussions with patient advocacy, I realized that this is pretty, uh, uh, you know, influenced by my expectations of what a patient should want, maybe. Uh, So taking a step back, and and, uh, I think what Louise said resonated uh, nicely with me, is uh, the education about the disease. Now, we should not over... Um, over-stigmatize or make patients too nervous about disease because the majority of them has fatty liver, which is a condition mm-hmm. that puts them in an at-risk category for future metabolic diseases or down the line, maybe even a liver disease, but nothing they're going to drop that off tomorrow. Still, I have patients being afraid of their GGT values sitting in front of me uh, and, and, and not realizing that their highest risk uh, of developing stroke or cardiovascular uh, disease is, is more imminent. So I think... To give a perspective on the on the dynamics of liver disease, the liver as a mirror of metabolic health, educating them on they can they there's time there's room to change things, educate them on this. But then there is of course the patients we really want to identify because they're being taken care in a in a in a diabetic clinic, and we want to empower them to realize that they have compensated cirrhosis, and nobody has ever looked at their liver uh, prior to this. So it's a wide spectrum. I think the 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 patient empowerment um, being being able to do something for themselves at this point in in prevention or or lifestyle aspects is critical. They're not so they're not so intimately into the clinical trial field. I think they um, I don't see that uh, as, as the most urgent at this time. And now back to Roger. 
We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. If you want to participate in Global Liver Institute's International Nash Day 2023, you can reach out to GLI directly or to us the same way and we'll pass your information along. Next week, we will be celebrating Surfing the Nash Tsunami's third birthday and our recent topping of 150,000 total Buzzsprout downloads. It should be a great event. We'll have interviews and old friends joining us, so you're not going to want to miss this. So till then, stay safe, surf on, and we'll see you next week for the party. Bye-bye now. <laughs>